You're listening to Kiama Community Radio. <laughs> this program is brought to you by Kiama Leagues Club, the modern, friendly heart of Kiama. Welcome to Around the Arenas, Kiama Community Radio's sports program, where you can regularly hear what's happening in sport across the region. Rain, rain and more rain has severely affected our sport across the community this week. What an absolute disappointment to see LATAP cancelled, but given the weather predictions and the rain that actually fell, the organisers made what must have been a very tough decision. I'm hearing that LATAP has been rescheduled to later in the year, probably around December. Whilst the competitors were disappointed, my thoughts are also with our local business operators, who stocked up for what would have been a very profitable weekend, only to be left with excess stock and cancelled bookings. Anyway, on the positive side, the delay in staging the event will give our man in the saddle, Peter Parkinson, more time to hone his skills. So, given the abysmal weather conditions across the weekend, and not much happening in sport, I invited Bill Peters back to reflect on another Kaima Cricket Club historic event. This time he tells us about a sensational bowler from the past. Anyone who's been a bowler at any level of cricket has always hoped to have a day where you dominate an opposition, where you get thrown the ball by the captain who hopes you can snare a couple of wickets to get the team into the match. But as a bowler, you don't want to just take a couple of wickets, you want to completely obliterate the team you are playing against, to be the guy that everyone wants to talk about after the match. One such person in the history of the Kyman Cricket Club was William James Longbottom, known to all as Bill. Bill played cricket for Kaima for over 40 years, from a very young age until he was 60 years of age. In just the period of time between 1946 and 1962, Bill took 327 wickets in the SCDCA competition at an average of 10.42. 225 of those wickets were in first grade at an average of 11.37. In all cricket before the Second World War, he took hundreds of other wickets that are not as yet tallied as I haven't been able to complete that part of the history of Kaima cricket. This also does not take into account the thousands of runs he also scored as a middle-order batsman. Suffice to say, he was an exceptional cricketer. On Saturday 24th of October 1953, he completed perhaps his most remarkable spell of bowling in a career that was full of them. Playing against Albion Park, Longbottom had already top-scored in Kaima's innings, making 33 from the total of a 179. He then picked up a wicket with the final ball of the day to leave Albion Park at 2 for 18 in reply. The following week, he had to finish off his uncompleted over, and in doing so picked up yet another wicket, leaving him with the figures of 2 for none. For reasons known only to himself, Kaima's captain, Arthur Butch Hall, wanted back, went back to his opening bowls at this stage, halting Longbottom's spell. But with no further success coming, he soon went back to his most experienced cricketer and what he achieved was something out of the box. With two wickets in the bank, Longbottom soon picked up the set batsman in Beattie, caught at slip by Alan Carson for 13. This had the Albion Park team four wickets down, but was indeed much worse as one of their players, Sanderson, was absent for the day, leaving five wickets in hand for the remainder of the innings. Stories of Longbottom's legendary ability to settle into an impeccable line and length and just nag away at the batsman were related to me at our first grade reunion back in 2006, and one can only assume that on this day it would have been at its best. 
Connaughton finally managed to edge one to wicketkeeper Len Bickle to be dismissed for a duck. Brooker was the new batsman, but he was palpably unprepared for the moving ball and was bowled for a golden duck. This left Jay Hickey to come in to face the hat-trick delivery. In the previous two seasons, Longbottom had in fact completed two hat-tricks, one of them just 18 months earlier against this same Albion Park team. So when Hickey was facing up to Longbottom on the hat-trick delivery, he was up against a man who knew how to finish one off. And that's exactly what he did here, finding the timber once again to bowl Hickey for a golden duck and to complete his third hat-trick in three and a half years. But sometimes that just isn't enough. In cricket, there is an even rarer occurrence, the double hat-trick, the taking of four wickets in four consecutive deliveries. And they never, ever, very, very rarely ever occur. You wouldn't even think about it. Unless, on your first ball, you snicked hard to first slip, where the catch is snared by Carson again, and Longbottom now had a double hat-trick to his name. I imagine there had been plenty of scurrying around on the sidelines as players rushed to their kit to find gear to put on and tore it off as their own players as they returned from the crease, having been undone by Longbottom's amazing spell. Des Stubbs had probably been sitting around musing about anything except batting some five or so minutes before, and now found himself walking to the crease to try and avoid being the fifth consecutive wicket to fall. In the literature available when it comes to this day, all that is provided is that the batsman managed to survive the next two deliveries, thus avoiding the ignominy of being forced to relive a nightmare for the rest of his playing days. However, the delay didn't last long, as from the next delivery, he popped up a catch that was taken by Leo Henry, thus ending his innings for yet another duck in the innings. There were seven ducks in all in the Albion Park innings, and they were dismissed for just 36 runs. Bill Longbottom, as well as the double hat-trick, had extended that to taking five wickets in just seven deliveries, and finished with the incredible figures of eight for three. Indeed, If the park had had their full quota of 11 players that day, there is every probability that Longbottom would have finished with 9 wickets, in a most remarkable spell of bowling. And just to emphasise just how good Bill Longbottom was, on the day he achieved this remarkable feat, he was 51 years old. An amazing day in the long career of arguably Kymer's greatest ever all-round cricketer. KCR, Kiama Community Radio.org. For the community, by the community. Even though sport was wiped out over the weekend, golfers took the opportunity to sneak out for a round in between showers during the week. A good field at Jambrew on Wednesday saw John Brand lead the field home with 44 points from Dylan McDonald, 39, and Paul Val, Leon Polistico, Harry Osman, and Alto Beraldi on 36 points. At Kiama, the ladies played their autumn two-person Ambrose, with Pam Bodie and Pam March winning the net, while Jody Harvey and Trish Freeman took out the gross. And with NRL, AFL and Rugby Union underway at a national level, our local teams commence their season shortly. Over the coming weeks, I'll be talking to local team coaches to get their thoughts on the coming season. Before I go, I'd like to take the opportunity to extend my sympathy to Gordon and Gay Gregory for the loss of their private collection of memorabilia in a fire recently at their property. I had the privilege of viewing the collection last month when Gordon and Gay hosted Manwalk participants for a breakfast barbecue at their shed following a Friday morning Manwalk. 
The collection included 80 vintage and modern motorcycles and much, much more, collected over 50 years, some of which can be seen in last week's Bugle. I was astounded when I entered the shed as to the extent of the collection, and it is a heartbreaking loss. That's all I have time for this week, but if you want your sport to be part of the program, contact me at kcradiocontent at gmail.com. I'm Glenn Shepherd, and I hope to see you around one of our sporting arenas. You've been listening to Kiama Community Radio. The views, information or opinions expressed during this segment are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Kiama Community Radio.